Hello and welcome to the nudist colony. <laughs> Wipe out. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Ross Lick Dead. <laughs> and I'm your other host, the Hib Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up with the Simpsons, uh, James Hellbrooks, but uh, couldn't couldn't come up with anything. Some of the the best parts of those episodes, oh, man. and those were good episodes. Those uh, Halloween episodes of Les Simpsons. Uh, Ross, yeah. what are we doing here today? Today we are doing a Halloween special um, of the Hell nudist yeah. colony. Um, if you're expecting a whole lot of new metal content, turn back now. <laughs> Yeah, this is a point five episode, so yeah. you know, uh, we'll we'll be back next week with a an actual new metal timeline episode. But uh, this is just a little spinoff one. It's not even on our, our normal rotation of episodes. But every now and then we like to do these fun little episodes where we talk about Halloween stuff or me crash landing, yeah, and giving myself a brain bleed. You know, all the fun shit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Halloween is on a Monday this year. We release episodes on Mondays, even though this was an off week. I thought, you know what? It'd be fun to go ahead and put it out on an episode for this. I feel like new metal is not terribly far from Halloween adjacent. So not at why all. the fuck not? Not at all. And I think it's, yeah. and, and who doesn't love a Halloween special? Like those two words right there, I, even if it's a show I hate, I, I might tune into it because... I love Halloween, anything Halloween related. It's my favorite holiday. Um, every year, it's just, it's, I, I look forward to it because it, people may not, they're not familiar. We, we live in Oklahoma where it gets hotter than um, uh, steaming piss. Okay, let's check piss off the uh, reference meter here. Um, I got a bingo already. <laughs> that was great. It gets, it gets insanely hot during the summer here in Oklahoma. Um, hitting temps of uh close to well i guess this year we were we were well over 100 for quite a few days for a while yeah uh, and it got yeah. hot early and it stayed hot and uh but october rolls around baby it's nice it is still cool. hot as fuck well. <laughs> until the past few days well yeah. in, in recording time you know uh, obviously this episode is coming out on halloween day but uh, here in mid-October when we're recording this, it has gotten a wee bit chillier. Uh, I've been letting my dogs out in the morning, and, you know, sometimes I have to chase in the boy, uh, the littlest one, because he just likes to hang out in the backyard. And, uh, look, I got a privacy fence. I like to walk out. Th- I don't like to, but it's necessary for me to walk out in uh, my boxer briefs only and some shoes. Of course. And uh, try to retrieve the boy. But I walked out there this morning. My nipples immediately just got hard and fell off of my body. It was so goddamn cold. I didn't realize, I knew it was supposed to be like below freezing overnight, but uh, 7 o'clock is during the day, dude. I'm yeah. not trying to freeze my fucking nipples off. It Get was fucked. cold as mm-hmm. fuck. We were wearing shorts yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was nice and toasty last week, and then as Oklahoma is wont to do, it just immediately uh, goes to freezing overnight, mm-hmm. um, uh, which always is really fun on the old sinuses. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but when that weather goes crazy like that, man, I, I love getting runny noses and all that considered, I still, it's still my favorite time of the year. Um, cause it's not, you know, 
It's not hot. It's not cold. Mm-hmm. Except for last night. But right there in the middle, got that got that little crisp to the air, and uh, you know the days are getting shorter, and you you know things are getting spooky. You start seeing spirit Halloween stores pop up. You know it's time, and yeah. uh, I it just I love it. I, I generally not a not a horror movie, huge horror movie guy. I, I do enjoy them, but I tend to not really just tend to just not watch them that often. But Halloween rolls or well October rolls around, baby. I'm resubscribing to Shudder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm going through all the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and then usually uh, I try to do either day of or a few days before uh, the actual Halloween itself. I I like to watch uh, The Shining, which I know maybe isn't like the most typical Halloween movie, but it's my personal favorite scary movie, and it always just puts me in that spooky mood. Um, and uh, so yeah, and I, I'm just I, I'm I'm elated every time Halloween rolls around. Have you ever seen Doctor Sleep? Uh, I have not. I, I heard kind of middling things about it, and mm. uh, I like The Shining. So no, you can't like two things. Nope, got it. Not okay. to. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I I may get around to watching it. I just mm. have a laundry list of movies that I need to that I have saved on my watch various watch lists across like 10 different streaming platforms and mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep is on there but it's real low. <laughs> yeah. I've heard good things about it but uh, I've not not watched it myself. Um going back to what you were saying about Friday the 13th, uh, do you have a favorite slasher? Friday the 13th. Well, specific that's a day that's a day on the calendar. Uh, I believe oh. you were talking about Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees? Mhm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, most people pronounce it Voorhees. Is actually pronounced Voorhees in the movie. Disagree. Well, okay. Yeah. So. Strike Ross's comment from the record. Let's uh, go to the board. We'll just, we'll just, Pamela, <laughs> Pamela Voorhees. What say ye? <laughs> Did you hear about all that shit with uh, Friday the Thirteenth and the lawsuits and all that shit? Oh yeah, that's been going on for a while. That whole that thing is a fucking mess. But like the the guy who I guess wrote the first movie. Uh, and like I guess co-created like the the general plot of it and and all of that shit. He he got the official naming rights to Friday the Thirteenth to make additional Friday the Thirteenth movies. Right. And other people got the rights to Jason. It's Jason. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's Chris Cunningham, and I'm I'm completely blanking on the other on the writer's name. Um, but yes, yeah. So the and it it goes even beyond that to where like Pamela Voorhees is. Uh, owned, I think, still by the writer and the person who owns the Friday the Thirteenth movie, mm-hmm. um, because the how, the hockey mask didn't show up until part three, and mm-hmm. Pamela was technically the killer in part one. Uh, mm-hmm. So that all stays with, I guess, the writer, and then uh, I, I I believe, yeah, then then the rights to Jason the character got sold off to like Miramax um, and the lovely Harvey Weinstein. Um, uh, uh, owned it for a while. That's how they were able to get that whole uh, Freddy versus Jason because Miramax yeah. got uh, got uh, Freddy as well. But yeah, it's so people have tried to, y- you know, they want to do an, an official Friday the Thirteenth movie because um, they had the one that came out in what, like two thousand eight. I think it was. It was like the Michael Bay produced one that was like it was all right. Um, Where he fought the Transformers. Yes, yes. To a standstill. <laughs> yeah. Who would 
win in a fight between Jason Voorhees and, let's say, Bumblebee. Oh my god. That's so tough. Have you seen that Bumblebee movie? I haven't. I heard it's good. Oh my god, it's so much fun. It's just light years better. That's like exactly what a Transformers movie should be, you know? Right. Uh, I still like the first Transformers movie, but Bumblebee was better. But uh, Bumblebee's just so delightful. I don't want to see him get chopped up by Jason Voorhees, the juggernaut of the slasher society. But, I mean, if I, if it came down to it, you know, I feel like Jason is just goddamn unrelentless. Yeah. Unrelentless? Re he is relentless. <laughs> he's, un yeah. he's unrelenting and he's relentless. Yeah. He can just be stopped by, like, a gentle breeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I'd have to go with Jason because Jason just is is just an unstoppable. I mean, he got sent to hell, came back, and just kept killing. Mm -hmm. He don't go down. Yeah, yeah. On women. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't do that shit. He shares that similarity with Batman, uh, evidently, <laughs> yeah. according to to DC and um, Andrew Tate. <laughs> yeah. And uh fucking Ben Shapiro or yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, like hey, so. Hey, the, fellas, the, is it gay to go down on a woman? <laughs> Think about Wait, it. What? No, it's not. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were uh, portraying a character or what. I, I missed the first oh, part. No, of that. I, I, for I for the pussy. listeners, we're we're recording over Skype, so there's going to be some slight delays from how we normally record. But uh, yeah, but yeah, you can enjoy that. Um, us pausing and being like, "Huh, what was that?" And then having <laughs> to repeat jokes and shit. But um, go back to the the Friday Thirteenth of it all. Um, so the the guy who has the the rights to the name Friday the Thirteenth, great for him, you know that's that's cool. But also like I'm I'm there to see Jason in a hockey mask stabbing people, you know that's kind of what I want to see. Right. And to my knowledge, Pamela Voorhees, uh, that's right, I say Voorhees. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a time of men. It's Voorhees. Actually, no, Voorhees. Voorhees was the doctor. No, it's not. That was that was Frankenstein. <laughs> idiot um but uh yeah she dies at the end of that first movie right so like doesn't it just kind of yeah. stop there unless she comes back as a just a shambling old grandma zombie uh well she does come back in freddy versus jason as an apparition it was a nightmare right. that jason or uh, freddy gives uh, to jason uh, oh so she, I, I please believe does technically and her head it, her severed head is in part two so oh a lot of character depth <laughs> to build from there. But, you know, Jason didn't get the hockey mask until part three. In part two, he was wearing, like, a burlap sack with, like, an eye hole. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's even a weirder... Think about it. It's kind of a... It's, it's a really weird franchise that, like, the most iconic thing that when you say Friday the 13th, people think of, like, you know, guy in a hockey mask. Um, mm -hmm. Jason wasn't even in the first one. In the second right. one, he didn't wear his most iconic thing. And then it wasn't until the third one that he became the one that he know that, that everybody knows. It's it's a pretty right. kind of a weird franchise, but that's why I like it. It's a mm -hmm. it's a really really just a strange um, sequence of events, but uh, I love it. I, I love the, I love the bad ones. I love the good ones. Um, mm -hmm. They're mostly bad. But I love him. <laughs> Man, I love Freddy versus Jason. Oh. That one is just like an all-timer. You and I actually went to the movies to see that together. And oh, it was yeah, like we did. A rip-roaring good time. It was I, so much fun. It's, it's so awesome. It has a new metal-tinged soundtrack. It is. It is a very new metal movie. Yeah. And, uh, man, bad CGI. It's like everything you could want from, like, a, an early 2000s slasher, you know? There's actually some pretty decent CGI in there, too. There's some bad CGI, but there's some... The, the, the caterpillar. Okay, yeah, that one's pretty bad. When uh, yeah. 
Jay turns into a caterpillar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Or, Miramax is like, hey, fuck it. We own we own <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, why not just get Jason Mewes and put him in there? That'd have been cool. That would would have been cool, but you know what? Uh, you can't win for losing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, speaking of silent slashers, how do you feel about Michael Myers? Oh. Of the Halloween fame. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Try to make you horny. Oh. <laughs> Michael yeah, Myers. the other one. Yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, uh, that joke's never been told before. Never, not once. Um, I I like Michael Myers. I don't like him as much as Jason because it, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he. I get the whole like dead-eyed force of evil. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a personality. He's just like a shape. And in some ways, I guess that's kind of what Jason is as well. But. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't, Halloween doesn't get as weird as Friday the 13th does. Like, the mm. weirdest it gets is like the Cult of Thorn stuff, um, but it's kind of like dropped then. Um, mm. They didn't really like follow up on it. And uh, to my knowledge, it sucks. So they, <laughs> well, they were like, let's not do this yeah. anymore. Although it does have Paul Rudd in it, so. Yeah, I've heard about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I do, I do enjoy Michael Myers. I'm not, I, I, I just, he doesn't really like freak me out. Jason freaks me out. Uh, just some like backwater mutated hillbilly that doesn't die that like can just chase you down anywhere and murder you is terrifying. Whereas like Michael Myers seems more of like a, just a guy in a mask that's like, you know, strong. Um, have you seen any of the recent David Gordon Green movies? Um, I actually have not seen oh any my of God. them. Um, you haven't seen any of them? No. Not even the OG Halloween? Oh, no, no. I've seen all the old Halloweens. I've seen all the Halloweens huh. up through the Rob Zombie Halloweens, but any of the new mm. the new trilogy I have not seen. Um, yeah. I've, I've heard... I actually got the Halloween Kills. Is that the... Or Ends... Mm-hmm. Is ends That's the, the new newest one? one? Okay. Yeah. I actually heard that I actually got ends spoiled for me because I was like, eh, I haven't seen the first two and mm-hmm. I'll probably get around to them sometime. But uh, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts that uh, go into like movie, uh, movie reviews and movie breakdowns and stuff. And the one I listened to with uh, with Gorley and Rust uh, kind of mm-hmm. got into it a little bit. And then I also watch a lot of uh, Red Letter Media. They just had a video come out. I ended up just spoiling it for myself because I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I actually think the premise sounds kind of cool. Apparently, a lot of people really fucking hate it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it sounded like actually kind of interesting. Y- have you seen hmm. it? Oh my god, yes. I uh, my my uh, interest in this franchise was uh, kindled by my friend uh, Stephen Fisher over on my my other show. He is what a long time. <laughs> He's a longtime Halloween fan, and uh, I watched the original movie, uh, the one that was made in, was it, 78? And uh, John we, Carpenter. we talked about that original, one yeah. and the, the 2018 one uh, in the same episode. I didn't like the, the 78 one very much, uh, but I like the 2018 one a lot. But then in the following years, I've been watching the OG Halloween Leading up to the other ones, and uh, holy shit, I just I just love that franchise so much. So I was so disappointed when, to me, Halloween ends shit the bed. But I still think that Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills of the newest trilogy are just 
fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It, Man, there there are some goddamn impressive fucking just slashing in Halloween Kills. I think you might like that one whenever you get to watch it. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely, it's one I, I plan on seeing. I just, mm-hmm. uh, it's not it's not my go-to and like I said I kind of have a limited window for when I watch scary movies but I'll definitely definitely watch them because I've heard uh, at least for the first two they were pretty good um, but I think the third one I thought it sounded kind of interesting because um, where else do you take it like I mean do you just keep having them like you know kill people which I guess you know for some people that's all they need uh, but I thought you know I thought the premise sounded kind of interesting, so I'm, mm. I'm actually kind of interested now, like more interested now that I've heard the, mm. the, the premise for Halloween ends mm. um, to watch the trilogy. So, mm. yeah, uh, you watch that quadrilogy. You let me know what you think. Quadrilogy? Yeah, because it's it's just the uh, Halloween '78 right into Halloween 2018, then Halloween Kills, then Halloween Ends. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I've seen the first Halloween like a bunch. I I, Mm -hmm. I do love that one. That one's got a great atmosphere. Um, Mm -hmm. Emphasis on fear. (laughs) Um, uh, But uh, yeah, no, definitely need to check that out. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's see. Uh, We had some Halloween shenanigans we wanted to discuss today. Uh, Do you want to kick it off? Do you have any pop culture Halloween stuff, horror stuff that you wanted to open with? Um, trying to think, just to go back real quick on what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. the first uh, Friday the 13th movie that I saw was uh, uh, Jason Goes to Hell, which is regarded as one of the worst Friday the 13th movies because, again, yeah. it barely has Jason in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it at our good buddy Preston's, Preston yeah. Peace. Big Papa mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, saw it over at his house uh, whenever it had, it had first come out. I watched it with like him and his sister, and uh, I tried to act like really tough, but I really hadn't watched that many scary movies at that time. Mm-hmm. Like I was, you know, maybe like fifteen or so, fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd seen scary movies like through like the peeking through my eyes. Uh, but I was still kind of scared of them. Um, and then I watched that one, and I was like, whoa, this is fucking crazy. I need to get into this. And we watched it on Halloween. Um, yeah. So that, that you know, kind of helped the whole, kicking off the whole, uh, well, I mean, it's not original to say I watch horror movies during the month of Halloween, but. Never been done before. Never been I done. Just yeah, checked it. I Googled it just original. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, this month I've been watching, uh, like I said, been watching the Friday the 13th stuff. I did watch, and I, I had seen this when it first came out, but I think I must have, like, barely been paying attention or fallen asleep at some point during it, but I watched The Witch again. Oh, The Witch. The yes. v- Witch. Yeah. Um, holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie. Um... It's like one of my favorite kinds of horror movies where it's like more of like an atmospheric thing. There's really no like explicit gore or like jump scares in it. It's more of just this like foreboding terror. Um, I loved it. I absolutely fucking yeah. loved every second of it. Um, freaked Have me you the seen fuck it out. Like I said, I think it, I think I had seen it before, mm-hmm. but like I don't think I was like paying attention or I fell asleep or something. Because a lot of it, I was like, oh, I do not remember this. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, fuck, fucking hell. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. 
I've, I've seen that before, and I thought it was kind of just okay until I got to the ending, which I absolutely loved. I actually have a little Black Phillip uh, Funko Pop over here on oh, my hell yeah. uh, shelf over there or whatever, because uh, that part uh, did... I, like, rewound it a couple of times to watch it where he's, like, a goat, and then he steps behind that girl, and then it's, like, a man's foot. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, that, like, transition. And I was like, damn, this was just, like... The movie, or that ending just hit so fucking hard. I was like, God damn, I'm going to have to rewatch this at some point. And that goat is the best fucking actor. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. That goat is the goat. <laughs> it is. He is creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to, to, you're so used to, like, CGI and stuff like that, or, or mm-hmm. you know, even, like, practical effects, like puppets or something. No, it's all 100% yeah. just a goat acting. Yeah. And he fucking kills it, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then it, it then it go it, yeah it just escalates towards the end where she goes out and finds the witches and oh man oh loved it loved that movie mm-hmm. good shit good shit how about um, you watch any good uh, scurry movies have I have I have I oh have I let me let me look here uh yeah I've watched like man I've watched a lot uh, I'm gonna run this one in particular by you uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer the 92 movie mm, have you seen this not in a long time I have never seen it and I just watched it uh, it, it was on like Peacock or whatever um, and so I was like ah, you know what I'm gonna give this a shot I've seen like maybe the first two or three seasons of the TV show and I liked it a lot I just never kept up with it um, but goddamn, this movie is just like almost light years away from what the TV show is. Yeah. You know, there, there is a blonde girl in high school named Buffy who kills vampires. And that's like the end of list, you know, <laughs> there's your premise and that's all that's you need. It. That's it. Um, and I, I was wondering if, uh, that actress, uh, fuck, I can't Christy remember Swanson? her name. Yes. Yeah. First of all, very hot. Second of oh. all, Super conservative. <laughs> so, oh, is she really? Oh, yeah, she damn. she's friends with Dean Kane and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Who's they got that? Korean oh, Superman. Dean Kane. Yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, I, I was wondering if she ever like came back on the show in any capacity. But I don't know. I didn't really look into it very hard um, because honestly, the movie's so. not. The movie is not very good. It's like maybe a step up, step and a half up from a like stage play. Yeah, uh, from a high school. Um, it's like camp, the, but it, you know, very much so, very much so. But like the TV show has like such better special effects. Like when the vampires get stabbed, they turn to ash or whatever. And honestly, that's not even that great, you know, by today's standards. But you know, it's something. Whereas in the movie, when people get stabbed, it's just like they they grab their chest and hold the the stake in place or whatever, and then they fall over. Yeah. But David Arquette's in it, which I was surprised by. Um, okay. And then isn't there somebody else in there that's like... Uh, Luke Perry. Is it Luke? Okay, mm-hmm. but he's like the yeah. main guy, right? He is, yeah. He's the the Buffy's boyfriend I feel like by the end of it. There was some like Ben Affleck or something was in it. Maybe I'm... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has a cameo in is it. it. Ba- okay, like is it Ben Affleck? Okay. But yeah, he's a, he's a basketball player. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have to go back but, and watch uh, that. It's... Man, it's wild. I, um... I didn't hate it, but it was it was just like I guess it's more of a, an experiment to see like what do we know as people who have lived in the reality of the Buffy TV show versus like where did it start, you know? And I was reading right. about it after the fact, and it seemed like um, Whedon, who created the show, 
And uh, currently, uh, we all know he's a scumbag. But uh, Wait, what? he, yeah, I know. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> but um, he, he had like a vision for it, and during the filmmaking process, he like got pissed off and like walked off set or something like that. There was like some turbulent confrontations, I guess. Imagine that. And yeah, uh, yeah so eventually he was able to to make his TV show, but. I don't know, man. It just seems like one of those things where uh, white men in Hollywood are able to just kind of fail upwards because the, the movie is not good, but they still let him have a multi-season TV show yeah. from it. But the TV show is like way better story-wise and way more developed. But it's much yeah, better. Kind of I, I used to love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. I, I right. watched that shit religiously. Um, and uh, was like a big Whedon supporter because then he did like you know Firefly and you're like oh this, this is fucking day. awesome. <laughs> yeah. and then he did uh, let's like uh, what what else was really good? Oh, he did the uh, the one of my favorite X Men runs of all time, Astonishing X Men, mm-hmm. um, which is With Butch Cassidy peak and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> yeah, peak uh, some of the peak X Men uh, stories to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really yeah. Really huge bummer that he's a huge fucking piece of shit. Yeah, that really is. Yeah, I guess not surprising, but I kind of because because he did Love seem to, to, you know, he called himself a feminist, and it seemed like he mm-hmm. was like you know here he is writing mm-hmm. a show that's like got you know a bunch of really strong, intelligent female characters, and mm-hmm. um, apparently he was just a fucking piece of shit. Surprised it took this long for it to come out too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, but you know what? Uh, we don't need him. You know, we, we got everything that we needed from him, which is uh, uh, filmic entertainment, some comic books, yeah. uh, and some some general pop culture. And he's uh, not the he, only one that is. You know, he doesn't single handedly create all this stuff. There's right other people involved. Um, so yeah, and that's the that's the thing with. Um, with media like this, like, are we canceling the whole thing? Like, I I know he, he was a real piece of shit and was shitty to people on set and just like people he worked with and was just like a predator. But, uh, I think the, the people that worked on his shows are potentially good people. Uh, I, obviously I don't know their, their whole lives or whatever, but it seems like they were good people just trying to make a good TV show or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so... And, I mean, he did Avengers, which, you know, mm-hmm. um, started one of the, if not the biggest fran- film franchise of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Second biggest. Justice League, of course. Oh, well, who could forget? Obviously, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, <laughs> Literally everyone. Third, trying Dark to. Universe. Dark Universe, that's right. Who could... <laughs> Damn. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> There's a. Um, there was yeah. one that, God, that was dead on arrival, because uh, it was oh, yeah. only the Mummy movie, right? Yeah, and I've never even seen it. I keep waiting for I it to show either. up on some some streaming service because I am curious. Yeah, but like I don't want to pay money for it. I, I, you know, I, I, I like trash. You know, I like I love the Fast and Furious franchise, and uh, so I, I get it. But also, like it, it sometimes you can turn that dial too far. And then we just get uh, just the hottest possible garbage. And I'm just like, I, I will devote like maybe two hours of my time, but I'm not going to devote money to uh, to a gamble like that. You know? No, no, no. Apparently, um, though, it does have Russell Crowe as 
um, Dr. Jekyll. And he's like uh, mm. the Dark Universe's Nick Fury. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. And just that alone, I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm going to watch yeah, this. They had Angelina Jolie, who was going to play the the bride. They had, um, God, they had quite a few people. Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Invisible Man, yeah. Yeah. And then, wasn't uh, uh, Poe Dameron? Uh, God, I'm blanking his name. Um, uh he was supposed to be someone uh, too, I think. I think it was uh, Javier Bardem that Maybe. was going to be the the Wolfman. Okay. Yeah. Because there was that one Wolfman movie that was, I never saw it, but um, mm. apparently it was pretty shitty with uh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, I think that's this was unrelated. Unrelated. To that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But hey, speaking of werewolves. Uh, have you seen Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus? Oh, we haven't talked about that. Absolutely, I fucking have. Dude, what did you think? Fantastic, great. Yeah, two thumbs up. I enjoyed every fucking second of it. I loved it. I, I kind of saw the Jack Russell thing coming, um, just because. I don't know. I am familiar enough. You know, Werewolf by Night. I'm like, okay, well, somebody's gonna turn into a werewolf. It's probably gonna be this guy. <laughs> Wait, what? What are you talking about? The Jack Russell? Like, it, the, I'm confused. Oh, like, who was going to be the werewolf? Yeah. Oh, no, I I thought it was understood that it was going to be him the entire time. Oh, I, okay, maybe I didn't, maybe I missed something there. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, well, somebody's going to turn into a werewolf. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. And it's going to be I, him. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was the, the guy featured on the poster and had the werewolf shadow. Well, I didn't see the poster, so. <laughs> All right. Moving on. No, no, no. Um, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was fucking great. And I, I thought Man-Thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man-Thing was so delightful. Holy shit. They even gave him the little pupils. I was like, this is, some, yeah. this is my jam right here. This is, give that, me all of this. Yeah. That was the attention to detail. They called him Ted, you know. Um, which was his just, name. Which is a... That's his name. The, Ted Salas. Is this Ted Salas? Salas Salas. I'll take your word for it. Voorhees. Ted Voorhees <laughs> is his name. Um, burning people alive with his hands is his game. Uh, my, I think my favorite character overall was Elsa Bloodstone. Oh, she though. was fucking awesome. My God. Like, I honestly, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm, I'm finicky like this when it comes to... Uh, people's hair color or like uh, people of the the same race as their comic book counterparts portraying a character and having a different hair color meaning that I wanted her to have like uh, reddish blonde hair or whatever like in the comics but that actress just knocked it out of the park so much that I was I did not even care she was just just fucking gangster dude and if anybody's curious and wants to read like some really good Elsa Bloodstone uh, Mm -hmm. go read Next Wave um, Next wave is great, yeah. That's uh, that's where I prime. I mean, I, I've seen her show up other places, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's like primarily where I kind of uh, re- really fell in love with that character. Um, mm-hmm. Warren Ellis writes her just beautifully. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was I was a little disappointed they didn't do the the red hair, even though I don't like redheads. She's jacking off right now. For the uninitiated, I am married to one. (laughs) What did you think about the black and white of it all? I thought it looked great. I did too. I really did. I I, I guess it was filmed in color initially, but then they they finally like changed it 
uh, to black and white, except for the, the very end of it. But yeah, yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I, I thought it looked fucking great. It was a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, it added just so much, made it look like you know the old Hammer, Universal Monsters um, mm-hmm. horror movies, and just perfect, perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Do you think that um, Thor Odinson heard that it was going to be a hammer flick and he, he, he got jealous? Yeah, I do. Okay, I thought so I think too. so. That's I good. Think so. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay. <clears throat> I do wish that they had done a um, uh, those who know fear will burn at the touch of the man thing. I wish they could have gotten that in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or a giant size man thing reference. Oh, Jeff. World mm-hmm. ain't ready for that one yet. <laughs> yeah. Kids are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Man thing loves the kids. Man, that there we've gotten so much mileage out of giant size man thing. Yeah. Um it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no no, no, no it's a I want more I want more Disney Plus um efforts like this. You know, yeah. one shots that can just tell a little self-contained story that don't have to mm-hmm. You know, if they want to throw Elsa Bloodstone into Blade, hey, I'm all for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. But, um, you know, it doesn't have to go that way. You know, it can be just yeah. its own self-contained little thing. Um, I would really, really love something like that. I'd really love to see, like, a uh, like a Moon Knight-Jack Russell team up. Yeah. That would be fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just put all the spooky people in a movie together. Mm-hmm. I mean, again... I, I, like a, a Midnight Suns kind of oh, uh, scenario. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a Midnight Suns movie. Yes. You get you get Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night, Elsa Bloodstone, um, Man Thing, Blade, Man Thing, Man Thing, um, Ghost Rider, Ghost Writer from PBS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna read all these books? <laughs> oh, good. Okay, cool. It's a love that code. Show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that would be that would be fantastic. I would I would one thousand percent be down for that. Yeah. Um screw screw another Avengers movie. Give me a give us a Midnight Suns movie. Well, I mean, we can have it all. I mean I'm sure Marvel the MCU has shown us that we can have it all. I mean they're gonna make that Thunderbolts movie. Um Yeah, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how how that goes because there's a very specific twist. Uh, for the Thunderbolts uh, canon, that doesn't seem like they're they're going that direction. But I'm I'll, I'll wait and see. Maybe they have some tricks up their sleeves. And don't you know? spoil it. It's a it's a it's a thing. It's a property that's been out for thirty years. Don't spoil it. I can't. I shan't. I won't. Um, that blew. What else? Well, that blew our minds. I specifically remember that phone call. Yeah, when I called we you. Both got you Thunderbolts. No, you got it. You got it, and I had to borrow it from you. Oh, was that what it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, either way, I remember, like, when you, when we had that phone call that was like, mm-hmm. okay, we both read it now. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. A wild twist. So cool. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that they'll do anything, because I feel like they've already been sprinkling Thunderbolts uh, stuff for a while now, so it's, mm-hmm. I don't know how they would play that twist off unless it was just like right at the beginning of the movie or something mm-hmm. uh but yeah, hey you know we'll see you know Fuck it. We'll, we'll hang in there if we survive that long we'll imbibe that content and uh discuss it then yeah um what other horror stuff you got on your list what else you want to talk about um what other horror stuff um 
You know, I did have a list. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I could pull it up. I guess I should have had it pulled up. <laughs> I probably would have been a good idea. Uh, well, as you are speaking, I, I've got some comics that I read. Oh, yeah. And I had these uh, three volumes of this series from Tokyo Pop called I Love Halloween. Uh, I think maybe I let you borrow them back in the day. I don't know. I can't quite remember that far. But um, it's uh, art by Benjamin Roman and story by Keith Giffen of Bwahaha uh, Justice League International fame. And uh, I reread them. They've been on my shelf here uh, for several years. And I was like, oh, maybe this is the year to reread them. So I cracked them open. And uh, it's a, a three volumes. Um, it's kind of like a, a, a three-year thing. It started in 2005, then 6, and 07. And each volume has a story featuring these masked trick-or-treaters who uh, just go around trick-or-treating in their neighborhood. Uh, the first volume is pretty straightforward. Um, now, these these characters do get up to mischief, uh, and it is a little bit edgelordy for me. Um, I do and, remember it uh, being a little, yeah, a little uh, psycho bunny kind of <laughs> A little bit. Um, but I that wasn't my memory of it. So when I was reading back through this, I was like, oh... I don't like this at all. Like, not even, not even a little bit. But um, Wait, who did you say you know, the like, artist was? Benjamin Roman. Okay, I don't and he's like, he's got really like fun looking art. Um, I remember the art being a lot camera. of a lot of fun in those. But the the art is great. Um, the as the the volumes progress, they get more and more edge lordy to where they're like talking about like abortions and um, like I don't know. There's some like creepy like not quite sexual assault but there's like comments made and they just don't hold up anymore you know and as much as i wanted to like them i just simply did not like my tastes have changed enough to where i'm just like ah, i don't i don't like this like yeah it's like beyond south park level of you know that that kind of like weird uh, semi-grossed out humor uh the the art is good to look at but the word balloons are oftentimes not in the right order on the page so you'll read like the second comment in a panel versus oh, that's always fun. The, the first one uh so it, it was a kind of a chore to work through on that level as well but um yeah i i cannot recommend this series so um yeah there's that so don't bother with that cool i do yeah. remember borrowing those from you a while back i guess mm -hmm. at this point 15 years ago Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I did, I, I, I remember liking them, but I, I, I did have a little edgelord uh, streak going in me at that time. So uh, that's probably why. Could have been. Yeah. Um, there's another series that I always think of whenever I think of that one. Um, is it I Hate Fairyland, I guess? That's, oh, that's the Scotty Young series? Kind of the same, like the same vibe. Uh, a little bit. I, I think Scotty Young is a way better yeah, wow. um, artistic and, and creative force and uh, has uh, an idea of the story he's trying to tell versus this, which is just, uh, not that You said it was Keith all. Giffen, right? Uh-huh. I know. Which is weird, because Keith, Keith Giffen's a pretty damn really good storyteller. Is. Yeah. Uh, not here, you know? Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't doesn't work. It's uh, The dialogue is clunky and just out of date and, uh, yeah, just just not very good. Yeah, well, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll read it next year and uh, maybe I'll fucking fall in love with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Other Halloween comics. I'm, I, I, mm -hmm. I keep thinking of Crossed, which I feel like is like the ultimate edge oh lord. Oh, my God. 
Um, which kind of leads me into, uh, I do not recommend crossed to all, to anyone. No, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's written by Garth Ennis, and uh, I believe the art was by Jason Burroughs. At first, yeah. I think right? both of them eventually left, and they got replaced by another team, but yeah. Hmm. Um, Published by Avatar. Yeah, it's definitely an yeah, Avatar yeah. book. It's got that, <laughs> it's got that Avatar look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so. So it thematically reminds me a lot of one of the movies that I, I had just recently watched here. I watched Hellraiser one and two. Oh, okay. um, getting ready for. I, I haven't watched the Hellraiser Hulu. Is it Hulu? Is it on Hulu? Right? I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't watched that one. I wanted to kind of like refamiliarize myself with. Uh, the lore and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I watched Hellraiser 1 and 2, but I did not watch just the Hellraiser 1 and 2 movies. I watched them on Shudder. I uh, watched the, the Last Drive-In um, with Joe Bob Briggs, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Did you ever watch like like Monster Vision back in the day on like TBS uh, with Joe Bob Briggs? No. Do you know who no. he is? I was poor. I did not have access to cable entertainment. Well. So... <laughs> I did not realize who he was until I think maybe a year and a half ago when you had mentioned him offhandedly. I was like, who that? So I Googled it as you were talking oh, wow. to somebody else. But uh, yeah, I, I had no idea. But yeah, uh, I looked him up and, and all that stuff. He, I mean, it's, I like the idea of it. I've seen snippets of, of different things on Shudder. But yeah, he, he, he yeah. is like a uh, like a like a savant when it comes to like B-movie horror Um mm grindhouse those types of movies he he knows everyone he has a million stories um he's like a walking encyclopedia um and back in the day i used to watch a lot of monster vision um that's Mm kind of how i was really kind of introduced into like a lot of like b movies which i i personally love really shitty grindhousey horror b movies I, i i like them more than like polished horror movies I, the, the shittier a horror movie, the better for me. Yeah. Uh, shitty in a specific way. Um, right, yeah. Uh, schlocky. Schlocky, yes. Very mm-hmm. schlocky. Um, but uh, so I, I watched the uh, the two um, uh, at the drive or, or last last drive-ins. Um, he, he does two the, the first two Hellraiser movies. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's kind of fun to watch it that way because, you know, he interrupts every maybe like 20, 30 minutes and the movie will stop and it'll go to him and he's, he's it's a fun little set he's sitting outside a dinky little trailer and he's dressed like a cowboy and he's talking about like you know the background of horror movies it's just mm-hmm. aesthetically perfect um, mm-hmm. thematically really works um, but it, back to kind of crossed um, it really reminds me of that where it's like and I don't like torture porn um, no no uh, I, I just don't the Saw movies, like the first Saw movie was like, okay, but then like, mm-hmm. when you start getting into like Hostel and like all those other things, I, I can't do it. Uh, like yeah. Martyrs and Serbian film and all those. I, I've seen them all. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I watch them. People recommend yeah. them and they're like, oh, you'll, you'll actually like this one. And I watch mm-hmm. it and I'm like, I understand where it's a well-made movie or, you know, I, I, I get that, but... Um, Jesus, I, I just don't like watching people. I, I like watching like a machete go through someone's head real quick and blood spurts mm-hmm. out. That's fun. Mm-hmm. When a person is getting their, their fingernails ripped out or, you know, stuff like that, I, I, I can't. 
It's yeah. just not not entertaining. I like violence, but I like over the top cartoonish violence, not realistic yeah. violence that makes me feel like it's happening to me. Yeah. Um, which Hellraiser kind of skirts that. Um, it really rides that line where it's like, but it genuinely freaks me out because it takes it a step further beyond just a person getting tortured, like an innocent person getting tortured. It's mm -hmm. people who are exploring the depths of pleasure and basically get to a point where like, um, like the ultimate taboo, which is experiencing, you know, the heights of, of pain actually leads to greater pleasure. And like that idea scares the shit out of me. Like, I don't know what it is, but it disturbs me. It really, really, really scares the shit out of me in a good way. Um, that's where I kind of draw the distinction between like Hellraiser and then those like just movies where a teenage girl is getting ripped apart. I don't like that. Um, mm -hmm. But but when they take it to that extra level and they add that extra dimension of like, oh, this is actually like extreme pleasure. Like, ooh, 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 that fucks me up. Um, mm -hmm. And and Crossed, I guess, is sort of sort of in that vein where it's like more than just over-the-top gore it's uh it's got a lot uh, i don't know it's uh it's been a while since i've read crossed so i yeah i'm not i can't recall all the specifics i'm so not gonna to, read it again so. no 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 i i read that first volume just to see what it was you know i think i was listening to a comic book podcast and they had like weekly books they would discuss or whatever and and that was uh part of that that book club but uh so i read it and i was like oh like I feel like I got this, you know, how gross can this be? Spoilers, fucking a lot, dude. Somebody gets beat with a horse cock, and uh, yeah. yeah, you see it. You see it the whole time. So for people who are uninitiated with Crossed, it's a book where in which it's kind of like a zombie apocalypse, except it's not zombies. They are people who are infected with some kind of disease. They get this red... Uh, cross on their face uh, because I guess they have oily T-zones or whatever the fuck <laughs> and uh, they end up they go full on ballistic it, it lets out the most savage uh, anima from people's subconscious and they're just just beastly the whole time not yeah. that they turn into like wolves or bears that type of beast but they're just like savage the, the most savage possible people ever and there's a lot of uh like rape and murder and I think there's like infanticide and then just just like the most gruesome possible fucking again going back to to, to the edge lord of it all it's just uh, grim for the sake of being grim and there I, I didn't find enough story there to be worth continuing beyond that first volume it it is but I, I think that any I think the one person that can kind of make you laugh while doing it is going to be Garth Ennis. Like, mm -hmm. there were several times when it was just, like, so over the top that I did laugh. I mean, it was mm -hmm. very disturbing, but, like, anybody who's familiar with Garth Ennis' stuff, uh, he wrote some of the best some of the best Punisher stories, if not the best Punisher... No, he, fuck it. Yeah. Rewind. He wrote the best Punisher stories. Mm -hmm. um, co-created The Boys. Co-created The Boys. The Boys. Uh, and so he's he's got a little bit of that edge lord in him, but mm -hmm. he's also got enough self awareness and enough he he presents it with like just this like slice of humor that mm -hmm. um, really only I think he can pull off. I think anybody else mm -hmm. that tries to do it, it comes off try hard and it's just going for pure shock value. 
Um, but Ennis manages to put a little extra something. I, I still don't still don't recommend crossed because it is mm -hmm. absurdly fucked up. Um, but um, it, if I were to recommend a fucked up edgelord comic that has something, I'm not saying. Oh God, uh, it. It's Garth Ennis, so so even like yeah. the worst Garth Ennis is still like ha has something in there that you can like kind of laugh at and enjoy, even if it's sick mm -hmm. and depraved and weird. Mm -hmm. um, so so yeah, I, but apart from apart from that, uh, yeah, stay stay away. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking of gross out comics, I mean. Uh, how could we not mention Ed Piscor's Red Room? I was um, literally about to bring that up. Yeah. Well, perfect. We're on the same page yeah. of the same comic. So uh, Red Room is uh, a, a, public, uh, a comic published by Fantagraphics. And uh, I, I buy the single issues. I think you've read the, the first volume. Have you read the second one? Did you ever read the second one that came out? I don't think I have. I think I only okay. read the first volume. Okay. I... I liked the first volume a lot, and I like it. Took me a while. I, I saved them up and read them all at once after they were published, and then I was like, "Oh, this was a lot of fun!" Like, d d he has a, uh, a YouTube channel that he co-hosts with Jim Rugg, who's another cartoonist called Cartoonist Kayfabe, and they go into the process of uh, like making comics themselves, but also like comics they love, grew up with comics. Th like, they have a very like specific analysis they give on on comic books. And uh, it's it's cool to see Ed's approach to making comics like this because there's some gruesome shit in there, and he seems like a fairly like jovial guy. Like he's very much pro comics making and pro storytelling. Yeah. But he he seems like he doesn't seem like a scary guy in the least. You know, he seems very approachable and and whatnot. And his past work doesn't doesn't lead you to believe that he'd be capable of something like this. No, he he did X Men Grand Design before this, and then he did Hip Hop Family Tree again for uh, Fantagraphics before that, and that was just like a history of hip hop. Yeah, and the history of the X Men. Yeah. And yeah, it, they're they're both fantastic, fucking fantastic mm -hmm. books. Um, yeah. Uh, but then yeah, yeah, he uh, then he goes and does Red Room, which is <laughs> I know we said we we don't like torture porn, but uh, yeah, but I. I and, and this features that it's uh, essentially uh, murder on the dark web for fun and profit. That's uh, the the tagline he gives the the series, uh, and it's just that you know it's uh, you get to see people watch on these uh, uh, dark web chat rooms. Uh, they get to see these videos of people being tortured and whatnot, and so there is some like gore to it there, and you do some see some like very um, uh, explicit like images of people getting ripped apart and like their like eyeballs cut in half and like very gruesome shit uh but that first volume i was like oh this was a lot of fun just because of the the craft of making the comic and whatnot yeah. and then there was something about reading the second volume where it hit me and i was re i was reading it as i had covid and i was laying up in our guest room oh god and there's something that hit me at just the right part where i was just like Oh, this is making me kind of queasy. Like, I've never had that type of interaction with a comic book before. Like, I've seen yeah. movies and stuff where I'm just like, oh, this is just too much. But, like, I've never had that with static images on a page. But there's something about volume two. And I, I don't I don't know exactly what it was because both volumes have a lot of, like, 
just gross gore and shit but there's something about volume two that it, it just finally sunk in like oh this is disgusting if you're reading them at. all in a row you probably hit like a limit where your brain was like okay yeah this is i enough. think that's exactly this what happened enough. yeah it was it was a lot a lot of stuff to uh to cram in there yeah but his, his art is so fucking good and it's so unique that um even if it is just horrible gore over the top shit um it's still a pretty interesting story and the way he crafts it and the way he draws it is just it's so much fun to look at mm -hmm. well fun yeah. maybe not the right word <laughs> i mean it is from a craft standpoint yes. uh, in volume two he volume two in volume two <laughs> he introduces uh like color into it it's mostly a black and white Ooh. series uh, with some like gray tones but in volume two yeah he does any experiments with the form like there's one issue of volume two it might be like the first issue where like the the top strip at the top of each page are are the only parts of the comic in color and then mm -hmm. he brings that back in like subsequent issues kind of hit here and there with spot colors and whatnot but man it's a, a really good series but you know maybe pace yourself evidently yeah yeah read one every couple nights and you should be okay <laughs> yeah you'll be all right um speaking of uh gross comics <laughs> i just read a new series last night it's a, a five-part uh anthology series but it's published uh by one gentleman his name is marco fontanelli uh i hope i'm pronouncing that right i'm, I'm sorry uh no disrespect no disrespect uh, it's by black caravan which is a offshoot publisher from scout comics and uh, ross you and i haven't talked about this uh off air but scout comics is like my new favorite comics publisher oh, really? they just have like so much fucking quality independent work and some of it is by just independent like single cartoonists that is just like fucking astonishing but i have this series called pentagram of horror uh by this guy and to my knowledge he does all of it down to the lettering coloring all of that stuff oh, wow. uh, but man uh, I'm going to have to let you borrow these issues because they are fucking spectacular. Uh, like I said, each one is self-contained. Uh, it's a, a different story, but it is very, like, horrific. Um, there's, like, some... Uh, it's mostly kind of black and white with some red here and there. Uh, the, the page I'm showing Ross right now has uh, quite a bit of red on it. But uh, even the white uh, pages are, um, like, aged-looking. Yeah. So they're, like like a tannish color or whatever but uh man yeah what a quality series it looks uh, like very, some very some yellowed um issue that you'd pull out of a uh, out of a long box in like a flea market or something uh it's got that vibe yeah and uh man it's just every every ounce of this this comic is just thought through um like the the lettering kicks Jesus. ass uh the the word balloons are in the right spot you know that's not always <laughs> the case uh as i've i found out here recently and uh yeah like the images themselves of people being chopped up and murdered and shit uh are is pretty fucking spot on with Holy everything shit. so um uh, yeah very happy I, I came across this series so uh i would give this the the highest possible recommendation pentagram of horror damn i'm gonna have to yeah. check that out hell yeah dude um did you ever read uh the black monday murders uh, the Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. Uh, and who else? Who drew that? Um, it's somebody that Was hasn't that done a lot of work, and he he had some issues. I think health issues, 
and he wasn't able to I don't know that they've actually finished it or if they have I've uh, not not uh, not kept up with it um, but they were releasing them there for a while uh, pretty regularly and uh, it's got a really it's it's not gore um, so if you're I know we've been on kind of a gore kick here uh, <laughs> yeah. Tom Coker um, it was Coker okay cool yeah um, and, and I think it, it originally came out uh, uh, 2016 initially and it's uh, it's it's very like it's basically the uh, uh, the the leaders of the world like the Rothschilds and the uh, all those you know old old money uh, old money families um, basically entered into this like occult pact um, mm-hmm. where they keep their power and their wealth going through um, through these like dark occult rituals and it's about uh, like an investigator who kind of starts to to unravel some of this stuff and like gets drawn into this whole like crazy world of uh you know the ultra wealthy and their uh their you know dark occult. it, it kind of skirts a little bit close to like uh, maybe a little too close to some um like uh conspiracy theories that people have about them mm-hmm. you know but um, it avoids all that because it, it does it in a, like a really intelligent way. If you're at all familiar with Jonathan Hickman, um, you'll know he's a very intelligent writer and isn't going for just like uh, the cheap, obvious thing. Um, he really adds just so much layer and depth and world building into everything that he does. I mean, the man, man is like a, a master at world building. Um, and he really goes all out on this. There, there is you know like secret languages and all kinds of um it really really goes and and i know that um the artist got had some health problems and so i think Mm -hmm. they had like two issues left to go and there were like years gaps i think i don't know i'll have to check i think they may have finished it up by now um but i remember reading the first uh let's see it looks like there's eight Eight issues total, um, and uh, yeah, uh, well, Wikipedia is no help here. Um, <laughs> I'll see what I can find on my end here. But I, I, I highly recommend that. The art is absolutely gorgeous in it, um, and if you like kind of like more like of the occult, mystery, uh, that kind of thing, then I recommend this. Not like... Not gory, not uh, slashery or anything like that. It's more of like a uh, like highbrow horror kind of, kind of like not exactly like The Witch, but but in that in that tone, it approaches horror the same way, where it's um, just just a lot more an, an intelligent approach to it. Um, and it's just just absolutely gorgeous. The covers are incredible. Just just Google Black Monday Murders and look at look at some of the covers. You'll be blown away. Yeah, they're in black and white and whatnot. It's uh, very well rendered. Yes. Um, it looks like they only published eight issues of the series. Okay, um, that, yeah. I think they did like so those... six of them and then he got sick, but I think the other two came out, but they were like, you know, like years apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, honestly haven't read them and I really need to go back and check them out because it was really fantastic when it was coming out. It looks like most of the issues were over the standard 20 pages as well, so it's like, they're they're beefy issues. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. 
I never read this one. Uh, and there, there was another one that came out around this time from Hickman that was like uh, something like teeth related, I think. Like, like crooked teeth or some shit. Oh, I don't really? remember. But it, it, yeah, it was like a, a different series that he had around that time. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I didn't read it. I have no thoughts yeah. on it. <laughs> but it, it, it just kind of generally reminded me about that. Audience, um, Google yourself. Yeah, you, you figure we it out. We can't do everything for uh, you. Two, uh, two quick things I want to mention uh, that I also read last night. Uh, first one is uh, also from Black Caravan, a.k.a. Uh, Scout Comics, Rich Woodall's Sergeant Werewolf, uh, which is Ooh, as... Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit corny. Like, he knows what he's doing with, with this comic. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, about uh, an army sergeant who gets turned into a werewolf and fights Nazis. Um, that's kind of all I need from it, you know? Yeah. Uh, art, artwork is... Uh, is pretty good uh, oh, for what it is right. uh, uh, I, a special shout out to him drawing uh, golems oh, nice. uh, look like the thing Ben Grimm the thing really good from Fantastic Four um, and uh, yeah really good use of color and uh, yeah just generally enjoyable huh. that's interesting because golems are a they're like a uh, like a Jewish there's like historical like uh, references to golems in like Judaism mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ben Grimm is Jewish, mm-hmm. and so if those are golems and they look like the thing, I I had literally never had that thought until last night when I read this and I saw that I was like, holy shit! It's really is good. Is that where it came from? Because he looks like he's made from cracked clay. Yeah, you know. I'm like, fuck, Jack Kirby, just on another goddamn level, you know? Yeah, truly. Uh, yeah, Jack Kirby. You, I mean, I don't know. Did he ever do any horror? I'm sure he did some horror oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. He did some of those, like, was it Tales to Astonish or, or whatever back in the day? Okay, yeah. Like that, that original Ant-Man comic was about just a man who shrunk down to the size of an ant. Right. And got terrorized by them, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and, and he did, like, a he did so many. He did Western comics. He did romance comics, I'm sure. Um, pre, pre the big Marvel explosion, um, he was doing everything, I'm sure. Sure, there's plenty of horror, sci-fi, uh, Jack Kirby out there. That that man oh, just yeah. had an, a, an an imagination that blows my mind. That you you go back and read those old Jack Kirby comics, and they're more imaginative. There's more there's more on a single page than most people can put in a six issue run. Like truly, yeah. Like he'll do these giant two page spreads where it's. You know, alien invasive, alien forces uh, fighting a giant war on top of like a dead celestial, you know, and it's just exploding off the page uh, with mm-hmm. just just imagination and brilliance and ugh, Jack Kirby. I know this is a hot take, but he's really good. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. They should give him more work. It's it's a shame that he hasn't been able to do so. Yeah. Um, this other comic I bought was uh, something that just came out as of this record, like last week. It's called uh, Scotch McTiernan's Halloween Party, and it's published by Image Comics, written by Gary Duggan and Brian Posehn, with art by Scott Koblish, who all worked on Deadpool back in the day, like maybe close to 10 years ago, 8, 10 years ago, wow. or whatever. I can't believe that's been and, that long, uh, yeah. Man, Scott Koblish has really leveled up several, several degrees uh, by the time you read this comic. Like, I liked his Deadpool stuff, but goddamn, this is just like, 
I gotta let you borrow this one as well, because this, this shit fucking rules so hard. He does these crowd scenes of, like, monsters that is just sick with all these different Damn. creature designs and whatnot. It's just a lot. It's like a monster and mash in there. It, it, it is a straight-up monster I'm mash. monster fuck. Fuck? Um... But, like, the, the general story of this is that monsters in our world are getting put to shame by um, mass shooters and whatnot. Oh so they have this they have this gala where they all get together. <laughs> and then this guy busts in who is the aforementioned Scotch McTiernan. And he's, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of this reality. And he, was he like, fights all these monsters or whatever in real life. He's, he's originally from the movies like last action hero but he made it to our world and just started beating the shit out of all these different monsters and whatnot um <laughs> and there there are references to like different different bits of pop culture um there reference you know, to john how, like, to what is it john mctiernan that did die hard i think so. you know i don't know i i the, the last name sounds familiar to me but i i don't i can't think of it right off the top of my head yeah um but uh, and there's a, a very specific Schwarzenegger-related uh, movie where he goes to a jungle and, and fights an alien, right? Yeah, John McTiernan directed. Okay, so that, what if that that's a explains it. Yeah. So it's like a, a, a kind of a combination of Schwarzenegger and, and Bruce Willis from that movie then. Um, but there's a, a, a specific movie. Uh, when you think of Schwarzenegger fighting an alien, right? An alien creature. Your mind goes to Predator, right? Right. Um, something similar happens in this comic, but it's not the Predator. It's a different alien creature from a- around that time. Oh, and he directed uh, Predator 2. Or oh, pre- well, Predator go. 1. Predator 1, okay. Um, so that's got to be there, a reference. Okay, that's got to be a reference. Yeah, there we go. Hey, you made a connection. This makes way more sense. <laughs> but uh, th- there's different references to, you know, various horror movies and whatnot. And there's like a most dangerous game type of scenario that uh, creeps up toward the end. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. I was really happy with it uh, when I read it last night. So uh, another recommendation. For, that sounds bug nuts. I want to read that. Yeah. I'll set it aside for you. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, what else? What, what do you have? Um, Hocus Pocus 2. Oh boy, which I enjoyed. I know a lot of people yeah. were like, "Meh." Do you like the first one? We've yeah, I do. About it. I do like the first one. Um, it's not a great movie. It's like a it's like a fine movie. You know, it's. I think it's kind of gotten elevated because of like nostalgia, um, to where people are like, "Oh, it's you know, it, it's, a, it's 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 a fine Halloween movie." Um, mm-hmm. It's a great Sarah Jessica Parker movie. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, my my uh, my wife and her friend um, uh, from work they came over and um, uh, they're both fans of the original Hocus Pocus. And so whenever the second mm-hmm. one came out, uh, she came over and we were gonna watch it. And I was like, you know what? Let's watch the first one first. And so mm-hmm. we watched them back to back. And uh, I had a great fucking time. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. the second one, you know, obviously not as good as the first one, but that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the ending was maybe just a little bit weak, but whatever. I, I, yeah. Who cares? Like, it wasn't that that much of a. Again, the first movie's not like yeah. a. It's not you know 2001: A Space Odyssey or anything. It's not like it's, but it's you know it's it's a, it's a fun um, PG horror movie. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I thought the follow-up was was good. It was fun. I did. I I thought it was very much in line with that first movie. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm burnt to a fucking crisp on that first movie. I hope I don't see it again for five years. I know that's not the case because uh, we are recording this episode mid Halloween, and I am absolutely absolutely going to have to watch that movie as we're carving. Our Jack O' Lanterns again this year. Oh, is Brandy um, a big fan? She's a big fan. Uh, she likes tradition and, uh, you know, uh, Dark Lord Satan forbid we uh, we not follow through on tradition and uh, watch this movie. But um, there are worse. But like there are worse. Movies. Oh, there, there's absolutely worse. That's just like I I I can get burned out on stuff pretty pretty easily. You know, I, I I used to like to watch Die Hard on Christmas, but now I'm at a point where I'm like I don't even want to fuck with that. Like I did that two years in a row right? and I came up to do it a third year and it was like expected that we'd watch it. And I was like, I don't want to now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hocus Pocus 2, I thought was, uh, was pretty good. You know, it's like a, a different adventure, something different to watch Yeah, uh, with these same characters. So I, I appreciated that, yeah. that effort with it, you know, um, uh, plus fucking Sam Richardson. My God, oh. I didn't even know he was in the movie. So right. <laughs> it was a delight when I saw all. And written by know. Jen D'Angelo. Yes. Yeah. Respect. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was funny. Yeah. I like it. It was good. Yeah. Not every movie has to be amazing. No. The, the, true. But you know what movie is amazing that I did watch that <clears throat> I almost forgot to mention? Um, Ooh, maybe okay. not Maybe not the first thing you think of when you think of Halloween movies, but mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. Oh, I, yeah, I put that in like a similar realm with uh, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, my, my wife isn't, she she um, doesn't love like scary, scary movies, you know? Mm-hmm. So like we, she's watching something with me. We got to find something like, I'm not going to put on Hellraiser with her in the room. <laughs> She'll just yeah. leave. Um, so, so we, we, you know, there's, a, there's a few movies that we watch that are, that are a little bit more, um, uh, I don't want to say, I guess, kind of tamer horror movies, which Beetlejuice, I think, fits in there perfectly. Yeah. Um, and goddamn, every time I watch that movie, and I've seen that movie fucking 50 plus times now over the course of my life, never get tired of it. Never get tired of it. Really? Okay. Uh, Michael Keaton is a goddamn national treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so fucking funny in it. Like, mm-hmm. I always laugh. Like every time he comes on and does any of his little things, I, and it's not like a, it's not like an artificial, like <laughs> laugh. It is like a mm-hmm. full throated, like knee slapper whenever mm-hmm. he comes on and does his, his bits, man. I, I just, yeah. I, I love Beetlejuice. Well, there was that, uh, was it like a rumor or whatever that he wasn't like difficult to work with on that set, but there was like a day where they were having a hard time wrangling him to set for one of the scenes i can't remember which it might have been the the miniature one where he's like uh a cockroach briefly or whatever oh yeah but yeah they were like trying to get him to set and they were like how come michael won't come up here and he's like oh he's over in the the crafty tent it's like wait what what do you mean it's like michael's eaten okay mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I saw the grin on your face, and I could see the, <laughs> I could see the pun forming. Yeah, <laughs> the pun has become me. Because mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I have not heard this. Uh, I've not heard that yeah. Michael Keaton was ever difficult, but 
Okay, good one. And I mean, there was that other time. It was, I think it was like the next day on filming where his wife came to set, and you know he was just like showing her around and stuff. And then it was time to film the next scene, and they were like, "Where's Where's Michael?" It's like, "Oh, I, so I'm going in the trailer with his wife." So I think Michael Skeeton. <coughs> Check check one two. PG my podcast. My, my microphone, <laughs> microphone cut out. Uh, your Michael Keaton phone. What? No. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. Boo. Yeah. No. That was. Get out of hey, here. Try. <laughs> we're we're making Skeeton jokes. <laughs> oh man. Um, Skeeton ate cheating for Skeet or for Keaton. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Whatever, whatever that version is. Keaton ate cheating. No. Um, I don't know any other any other horror movies that you've uh, or horror. Kamikasa? Um, no, no more comics uh, <laughs> ever. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like uh, Wanda Maximoff. No more comics. Um, uh, let me, let me mention uh, one more thing. Uh, what do I want to mention? Uh, how about this? Uh, you are a Kurt Russell fan, oh, huge. right? As all good people are. I had not seen the movie The Thing until last year when we watched it together. You had some people over at your house as a, a pre-wedding. Um, gathering mm-hmm. and uh, of the juggalos, of course, we all wore <laughs> <laughs> clown makeup and uh, drink Fago and watched <laughs> the thing. John Carpenter's the thing, and uh, my God, I'd uh, I'd heard good quote unquote things about it, uh, but the thing lives up to the fucking hype. Like it is so fucking good. Uh, I, I had hoped to rewatch that again this spooky season, but alas, I have not. But I want to talk about a different. Kurt Russell horror adjacent movie, uh, which is something I watched over the weekend called Bone Tomahawk. Have you seen this? Yes, I have seen Bone Tomahawk. Have you? Okay. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on it because uh, I I liked it, but it, it seems very much like a Western movie up until like the last half hour or so. Mm-hmm. And that's no by me or by any means like a criticism of it. I really like Westerns, I've come to find out. And then all of a sudden it makes a sharp turn into horror a sharp like, turn oh, a yeah. sharp turn that yeah. uh, really cuts the movie in half yeah yeah um, and really like if if you're watching this movie and you're like man i really wish this movie turned into something different and you were holding part of a wishbone and your other like your <laughs> spouse held the other side and just ripped it right in half that's what it would be like at a certain point you know <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, what, what do you think? Um, I, I loved it. I, I, I had heard that, Hey, at the end it gets pretty wild. So I was kind of expecting something to happen. Um, not quite what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, I love Westerns and I love Kurt Russell and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. This sounds fucking great. And, uh, started watching it and I was like, man, this movie is solid. Really, really mm-hmm. fucking solid movie. I, join the hell out of this um and then yeah when they get to the cave of the um should we just should we spoil it i guess Fuck uh it. i yeah i mean yeah might as well yeah okay spoilers for spoilers. this movie that's been out since 2016 or so <laughs> yeah 15 16 um so 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 there's this cannibalistic um native american tribe um that had like uh killed a few people and kurt russell and a gang of other people uh, posse up and are going to go uh, find out what the hell's going on and try to find the murderers. Um, 
been a minute since I've seen it, so I don't recall every beat to it, but they eventually end up uh, as prisoners of them in in this cave that the uh, cannibalistic Native American tribe has. Um, and they're, they're almost not even Native Americans. They're almost like mutants because they... Yeah. They have, like, a weird thing in their throat that they make this crazy, like, scream, trumpet mm -hmm. call kind of thing. Um, so they have, like, a weird physiology even. It, mm -hmm. and, and, and up until up until that point, you're kind of thinking, oh, well, this is just, like, a Native American tribe that, like, is killing people that are invading or whatever. And, you know, it's going to be, like, kind of just a straightforward Western, maybe a little bit more modern. <clears throat> but uh, the, the way they talk... Uh, the sets, everything is on point, very, very realistic feeling, and then they get to the cave, and they're mm -hmm. being held prisoner, and um, two of the, or several of the, the Native American uh, cannibals pull a guy out, um, strip him butt naked, hang him upside mm -hmm. down by his ankles with his legs spread apart, and then uh, with like a giant bone saw, um, mm -hmm saw him in half and if you're thinking oh well surely they cut away nope <laughs> it's it's kind of worse than that it's not even that they cut him in half they take the bottom of like a cow jaw that's the the bone tomahawk oh, that's of it what all, it is right? that's right they take it they hack his crotch multiple times just to get like a good start to the tear then one of them grabs one leg the other one grabs the other and then they just rip him apart okay that's what it was yeah, yeah. which is just like and it does not shy away from it it no. shows everything in excruciating up close detail mm -hmm. and it looks absurdly realistic and then and then almost even more disturbing than that um uh so they uh they have some like opium or something that they they spike the the drinks that the Native Americans are drinking mm -hmm. or or yeah. they trick them I think they're they're like acting like they're drinking something and Native Americans take it and like drink it and it knocks them out and mm -hmm. uh, so then they're trying to escape from this cave and they come across um, a woman that is um, quadriplegic obviously they probably did that themselves uh cut her arms and her legs off and we're basically using her as like a like a breeding um tool like a, a living uterus essentially. yes mm -hmm. yeah. and um they decide to like leave her there um but that that was almost more disturbing than uh the the sawing in half part or cutting mm -hmm. in half um so yeah the the last 20, 30 minutes or so of that movie gets absolutely fucking buck wild. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, my, my dad, uh, this is a couple months back, my, my dad said, oh, you know, I was going through, uh, looking through some movies on uh, on cable and I saw Bone Tomahawk. Have you seen that? I was like, dad, I know it's Kurt Russell to Western. You're going to want to watch it. Yeah. Do not watch it. Uh -huh. Why not? Well... <laughs> I just I just told him it gets extremely gory at the end. I didn't tell him mm -hmm. specifics, but uh, yeah. I, I I do question how many people are like, ooh, a Kurt Russell Western. I like yeah. Tombstone. I'm gonna put this mm -hmm. on. Yeah. And then we're just shocked and terrified by the ending of it. 
Yeah, I just, I, and like, obviously leading up to it, like for the past maybe year and a half, two years or so, I knew that it was horror adjacent, if it's not just a straight up horror movie. Uh, but before that, like with the marketing or whatever, my the only image I had in my brain is the like poster where it's just uh, him in old timey gear looking down. I'm like, oh, it's a Western, like when he played Wyatt Earp and Tombstone. Yeah. Uh, nope, not, nope. Nope. More to it than that. A lot know? more to it than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I, I do think it works as uh, part of the D.A.R.E. campaign's uh, media against doing drugs. Uh, I think that's a, a pretty good um, preventative for people trying to get into opium. You know, like, well, do you want to be one of these troglodyte people? Opium you're saves gonna them. Get a, you're going to get a, a harmonica in the throat, you know? The, 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 the opium is the same. If anything, the opium's a good guy. No. Not when I watched it, it wasn't. <laughs> you were smoking it up. I fucking blue-pilled myself when I, uh, I, I chose the, which way to, to view the movie. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So we're, we're getting, we're getting kind of close here. Um, mm-hmm. One more movie I want to bring up. I don't know that you've... Uh, maybe you've seen this. Um, but it's one that I rewatched here recently that I was like, man, this movie has such a cool atmosphere and is creepy, but is so just, um, have you seen Mandy? Mandy, uh, 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 the Nicolas Cage movie. Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, that one didn't like live up to the hype for me. That one is a, a very much a hyped up movie and I watched it and it was just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, uh, what about you? Uh, I love it. Um, Do you, okay, this seems very much like a Ross movie. I think when I initially saw it, I was like, "Oh, I bet Ross would like this." <laughs> yeah, it's if there's a if it gets weird enough, then uh, I, I, I my my boner goes up, um, <laughs> and it went up for this movie. Big boner. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, this movie is uh, Mandy is absolutely bizarre. It is a uh, drug fueled psycho occult trip um, that I. Uh, when I watched it, I was just like, I want more movies like this. There's not enough. Mm-hmm. There's not enough movies that that go this, just fucking buck wild. Like, mm-hmm. there's a biker gang that uh, <clears throat> are like a, a demonic biker gang, but really they just like are a biker gang that took a bunch of acid and got perma fried, and now they think they're demons. And there's mm-hmm. like a fight where there's two chainsaws that they they fight like swords. Um, Nicholas Cage is like railing cocaine the whole time so that he has enough like because he's he's like older and like overweight and like having a hard time like keeping up fighting all these things and at one point they uh, there's like a table that gets busted and has a bunch of cocaine on it it's a glass table and so he's down on the floor trying to snort up all this glass and cocaine so that he can keep fighting and I was just like oh this is but it it takes like half the length of the movie to get there. It's like an hour, hour and ten minutes, something like that. Yeah. And that's not a, a criticism. It's just the the Nicolas Cage that people are expecting and that you're describing takes a while to show up. And I was like, am I watching the right movie when I initially watched it? You know? Yeah. But then that that title card hits like an hour and ten minutes <laughs> in, and you're like, oh shit. Okay, we this was the this was the pregame. Is what this was. Yeah, it's it's kind of a slow yeah. burn at first. Um, but I, yeah. I I do like the atmosphere. It gives that uh, that real 60s, 70s, like, grindhouse horror movie vibe mm-hmm. um, that I feel like when people try to recreate that, 
um, in like modern times. I feel like a lot of the times it just like falls flat or it isn't doesn't ring true. It just feels like they're just trying to copy it. Like there's only a few people that I think can really uh, pull off that that uh, that grindhouse schlock and make it make it not feel like it's just hey we're just trying to we're just trying to emulate this but like actually mm-hmm. capture the feeling of it mm-hmm. and i feel like mandy does that uh, mandy's one of the few movies that i've seen that like can accurately like there's an electricity to to those those grindhouse movies that um, because they were so raw they were so cheaply shot that uh, sort of the the the, uh, the shortcomings uh, give it this like frantic like crazy energy because there's just like mm-hmm. quick editing um, you know the gore effects were you know they had to just do like if you lingered on like a kill shot, it would look fake. So you just get like a real quick and something would stab to the eye and then it would cut to something else. Um, and so there's a lot of little things in there that I think um, you get a lot of modern filmmakers like, oh, I love I love grindhouse movies. I want to make like a modern grindhouse movie. And they, they always fucking suck. They're always terrible, almost always terrible. But uh, I think Mandy was one of the few that um, gave me that feeling of uh, an, another one that that actually pulls it off pretty well is House of a Thousand Corpses, um, where it's got like this Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, sort of vibe that that really just like gets under your skin um, because it's just it feels so dirty and raw and just like. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's because it's a feeling. Um, but if you watch enough of those old like grindhouse movies, uh, those like weirdo grindhouse movies, you know you'll 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 get the you'll get the sense of it. But um, if that's yeah. something that sounds good to you, Mandy, I cannot recommend enough. It, it's a little slow at first. Stick with it. Trust me, one thousand percent pays off. When I first watched it, I was like, oh, Nicolas Cage is going to just have a subdued performance throughout the rest of this movie. And then a scant 68 minutes later, there he is. <laughs> he showed the fuck up. Uh, did you ever watch that movie Pig? Uh, no, no. Man, I've the movie heard is so amazing. fucking good. Yeah, yeah he, he's got a very subdued performance there. And it's, it's one of my favorites by him. But um, I would definitely recommend that movie. It's not horrific. Uh, or it's not a horror adjacent movie at all, but it is uh, very, it can be intense, but in a different way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cage but, always uh, brings yeah. it. I yeah. mean, and, you know, even, even in the Ghost Rider movies, which, <laughs> you know, they exist. You can't say they don't they exist. They have moments. Um, the part where he gets on that gigantic, like, um, like earth mover thing and he turns that into a ghost rider, like it is it, 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 his vehicle, like he possesses it and, uh, goddamn it's fucking awesome. That was in the second one, spirit of vengeance. Yes. If I remember correctly. Taylor and yeah. Neville. Um, yeah. which they deserved better than that movie. Um, <laughs> apparently the, the, the studio really interfere a lot in it and they didn't get to do what they wanted to because if you watch crank 2 i expected like a crank 2 level mm-hmm. ghost rider movie which would have been fantastic um mm-hmm. but uh i think you were the one that turned me on to crank 2 actually probably yeah the, the crank and crank 2 are the exact type of movies i liked back then i i don't know how well they hold up oh now but they do 
Do they crank okay, two especially? I, I would I would hate for the good name of Chev Chelios to be <laughs> forsaken <laughs> like that. You know, they're just oh god. That, that, that's another that's another one that kind of gets that grindhouse vibe down. Um, yeah, uh, because I think you know they 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 shot it very cheaply and quickly and just were like throwing stuff up on the screen and mm-hmm. it's wacky it's wild it um it, it's there there's literally a scene where he's having sex with a woman on a um on a, a racetrack a horse racetrack and <laughs> right as she comes she looks up and a horse jumps over her with like it's dick hanging <laughs> right in center frame giant horse dick just like as she's coming um damn gotta love from crossed to uh, crank two. We're covering. We've done it. Covering the horse cocks today, buddy. <laughs> All the horse cocks. Taking the horse cock tour. <laughs> Nothing more horrific for this episode. Uh, anything else you wanted to mention before we sign off for the listeners? All you ghosties and ghouls out there, hope you have a good Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have any other media to recommend, but I think we've recommended mm-hmm. enough stuff that uh, we've covered comic books and movies. And uh, no music, so we got it. We nailed yeah, it. Nailed it. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Look, on, on subsequent episodes of the show, I'm sure we'll get into soundtracks and whatnot. But uh, well, let's, let's throw let's throw yeah. let's throw one out, or let's try to throw a couple out. Speed round. Um, Spawn soundtrack. Uh, that's a good Halloween yes. new metal um, album. I would throw I would throw that one out there. Yeah, Freddy versus Jason, like oh, we mentioned previous. For sure, Freddy versus uh, Jason. The I think it's the uh, Scream Three soundtrack. Oh really? Uh, which has like Slipknot has that like my favorite Creed song ever, and I don't even really like Creed, but what if fucking rips, dude? Have you heard that song in a while? I don't think so. Oh my god, Ross, do yourself a favor, like, because it has this little build up at the beginning, and then it has this guitar effect that kicks. It's like, and then it kicks into the song, and it's just like, oh man, this is in butt rock fucking city, dude. Okay, okay, yeah. I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. Allow your butthole to open up to that pit. <laughs> And just enjoy yourself. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to like climb into the ideology of Creed or Scott Stapp or whoever the fuck. Can I? No, no. Just like listen to this one song, <laughs> you know, that's all you have to do. Is it, is it the one that's like, what if, what yes. if? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That, that actually does sound a little familiar. I have not heard that forever yeah. though. Um, I yeah. did see a, a, real quick, did see a, a, a thing, I think it was on Reddit <clears throat> that was a, a Creed video that was 100% CGI, which was like Scott Stapp, <laughs> like, ma- but it's like it's like really really bad early 2000s CGI, uh-huh. and he's like um like fighting like in like a medieval war with like angels and demons and stuff, oh. and apparently the the video costs like 300 million dollars to make, <laughs> and they said like they had a uh, they had like 18 animators working 24 seven for like two months to produce it. And you watch it and it is just the most absolutely insane garbage you've ever oh seen. Oh my God. Damn. Yeah. Hey, shout out to those animators for hopefully making a payday on that. God, shit, I hope you know? so. I hope I got it over time. Yeah. Just like boosting their, their prices. Be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can, we can make this look good. Just keep adding zeros onto that yeah. uh, that check there. Um, yeah. One last one I'll throw out is the Queen yeah. of the Dam soundtracks. Got some oh, got yes. some new metal. Um, I've been listening to the Chester Bennington song. Um, I think it's called System. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 nice and spooky. We were we were gonna mm-hmm. play it, but we don't have any way to play it. We're doing this uh, over the internet, so we're not uh, mm-hmm. able to play live music. But 
go listen to all those things. They're great, new metal, spooky, um, fun, fun shit. And just yeah. you can just throw a corn album on. It's spooky. There you go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just listen to Daddy on repeat and then just God. pay yourself the next day. Um, but all right, uh, cool. Well, uh, thank uh, thank you listeners for joining us on this episode. Next week we will get back to our New Metal Timeline episode. But uh, we thought this would be a fun little pop-in for us to talk about some scoop, Skooky? To talk about some Skooky? 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 Oh, God. We're both tired. Um, Ross, anything else for you on this episode? Yes. I would like to tell all of you people out there to go and get fucked. I hope this isn't racist. <laughs> I don't know what that could possibly be racist against. Is it just racist against Igors? Uh, yeah. It's Igorsist. <laughs> it's Igor. <laughs> That's what it is. All right, everybody, get fucked. I love you, Brent. Get fucked. All right, love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Fantastic. Uh, bye.